0: This is a Federal News Network podcast. The frustration over how agencies rate and review contractor performance is hitting a new high. New data shows contracting officers are either not putting information into the contractor performance assessment rating system, known as CPARS, or they're treating it as a checklist exercise. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, Executive Editor Jason Miller writes about why vendors want the Office of Federal Procurement Policy to change performance assessments. Jason joins me now with the latest. Jason, why are vendors so frustrated with CPAR's data?
1: Tom, I think there's several things that are going on here that the vendors are, are... There's been a growing frustration building over the last few few years, and I think what's come out just recently is a new survey from R X, which is a, a consultancy firm, and the Office of Federal Procurement Policy showing that there's little value in this current approach to contractor assessments. And though on top of that, agencies are putting past performance evaluation as a criteria for almost every contract these vendors bid on. So how do you prove that you're doing good work or you're doing better work than other vendors if everyone is getting the same? information through the CPARS. It's all satisfactory. You're doing just fine. And in fact, Tom, we have new data on federalnewsnetwork.com that shows that the numbers of satisfactory ratings has just gone up, 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 while the very goods and excellent ratings are going down, down, down. This is not because vendors all of a sudden are, are doing C, right? They're not C plus students. There's plenty of very good... And excellent you know b plus and a plus students, but the fact is that contracting officers program managers, and the like just are not putting the time the effort the the really requirements into putting down good information about past performance, and then at the same time, I think contracting officers and the like are worried that well, if I say something bad, will I get sued so to speak, or will I get in trouble will I have to go through a some sort of redress process and i think generally speaking everyone's going it's just too much trouble just make everyone satisfactory and move on and this new survey from govcon rx and ofpp really demonstrates just how fresh how much this frustration is growing among uh industry.
0: Yeah, i bought a new hose on amazon and the five star people said the best hose they ever bought and the one star people said it burst the first time i turned it on. So, you know, it's kind of hard to know what it is you're looking at with these rating systems. So, is there any way to reduce the frustration over the way contracting officers are doing these performance reviews.
1: It's as simple as just increasing communication. Now, Tom, this just seems so easy, right? Like, oh, well, we should just talk more. And one of the things that the survey highlighted was about 95% of all respondents said they'd like to take part in what they call contractor self-assessments. Now, before someone rolls their eyes and goes, of course they want to take part in contractor self-assessments, it's like asking a student in school to grade yourself. This is not that easy. I mean, this is not that that simple of, a, of an idea. In fact, Mike Smith, a former director of strategic sourcing at the Homeland Security Department, and now the executive vice president at GovCon RX, described it as something that's been... Be- done for years in the HR world, right? So Tom, you were my boss. I come to you with my, here's what I did well. Here's what I need to work on. Here's here's my metrics. Here's what I accomplished. And then you could also say, okay, I agree with that. I disagree with that. Or I bring my own metrics to say, here's where you missed the boat. And what Mike Smith and others at GovConRx are saying is that type of communication is not happening. And when you have it, then you get a better idea of what is being done. They use an example as you know, sometimes the government doesn't know that you know they were trying to get you know a widget from point A to point B, but there was a hurricane at the time, so they figured out another way to make sure the widget got there. But that doesn't get captured in uh, assessments and, and ratings. It just says, did they get from point A to point B? They did. Okay, check bar check box. So I think. That's the biggest change that they'd like to see is is these self assessments. Another big change, Tom, is what they're calling CPARs light. And then this is you know for certain contracts under a certain dollar amount, it would be kind of trying to reduce the burden on the acquisition workforce, but and, and expedite the ratings. So this may be more like a uh, did they do meet these sets of metrics? Yes or no. And then if they did they got a, you know, check plus and if they didn't they got a check minus or something simple as that. So I think there's some ideas that are trying to or or, or come to the bubble up to, to help increase sure. the value and reduce the burden.
0: We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Now you mentioned the Office of Federal Procurement Policy. Can they do anything here? I mean ultimately it's their baby, correct?
1: It is their baby, and they are definitely paying attention to this. And, in fact, they're working with the Homeland Security Department on a pilot program using artificial intelligence to collect data and help fill out these ratings. Now, the the, the key here is the data, Right. Tom, it always comes back to the data. How good is your data really impacts how good your AI tools can work. And I think there's some concern about how good the data is because if program managers are not involved, if contracting officers feel like it's just a checkbox, then, then the AI can only pull so much. At the same time, I think you do see other agencies who are making this part of policy. The Transportation Security Administration, for example, Mike Smith, the former DHS strategic sourcing, had talked about they have their own policy where they want to obtain these self-assessments from contractors and they're finding them valuable. I also spoke with Greg Giddens. He re- he led the acquisition department over at the Veterans Affairs Department and uh, now is a consultant to GovCon RX and he says, what you need to do is also of course tom change the culture right reduce the friction which is something we hear from OFPP a lot about frictionless acquisition so you can have that communication that people understand that it's okay to have that connection between contractors and the program managers and contracting officers to talk about self assessments but um govcon arcs found that 75% of all the survey respondents said they did experience some resistance from agencies to do self-assessments. So again, I'm going to go back to OFPP, running a pilot, good. They need to make sure the data is better. And then they need to also, of course, change the culture.
0: Well, you know what they say about data, garbage in, garbage out, and that goes back to time immemorial. So maybe they'll make some progress here. And while we have you, you're also writing in the notebook about cybersecurity shared services from Homeland Security. What can agencies look for coming up there?
1: There are two new services that agencies can look out for. One is kind of old, one is new, and then let me go through them both just briefly. Uh, DHS and the General Services Administration, which act as the procurement arm, uh, released, uh, issue a contract to a small woman-owned business for a vulnerability disclosure platform, a VDP platform. Now, this will... Uh, meet the requirements of the binding operational directive DHS issued in September. And that will be a shared service for agencies. And this is very similar to bug bounty programs. This is where researchers look at your network with permission, looking for vulnerabilities, reporting back to you so you can then mitigate and fix them. So that's one shared service. Another one is actually the automated information sharing the AIS program. And a recent inspector general report found that AIS is, you know, progress made, more progress needed. They have more participants, they're getting more information, but the value of that information is not as strong and it it needs to improve. And DHS says in the response to the inspector general that AIS will become a shared service as well under the Quality Service Management Office. Office or CUSMO program. So these are two things that are happening to really make cyber threat information sharing happen and make it more valuable, which I think is important because, as we know, Tom, cyber threats are only going to increase and, you know, the adversaries are only going to try to get on the networks. So the more you know, the better you can be prepared to defend.
0: And I think the easier and simpler they can make it through a shared service, the better off agencies will be. I spoke with Chris Lovejoy, who's the Ernst & Young Cybersecurity Advisory Lead for the country. And she says simplification is what everybody needs in all of the structures for cyber, the tool sets, you name it. Because, as you say, the threat environment is getting worse and worse, and you can't have a Rube Goldberg apparatus to deal with it.
1: And if you in one agency have – cyber threat coming in from the private sector and the public sector, and then you're at another agency and you have that coming in and you're not necessarily seeing the same thing through the AIS program, through a vulnerability disclosure program, you can then see the same thing and then also share the same things that you're finding. And I think by marching down a path together, you're going to only get get better. It's the old rising tide lifts all boats.
0: Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so
1: much. My pleasure, Tom.
0: Be sure to check out his notebook. It's now online at federalnewsnetwork.com. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com slash vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.